All right, welcome to a very special edition Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. This is episode 24, Tyler, and this is a special one because we're not in studio today. We are not. You you decided it would be a great time to take a vacation on the first football game of the season. I, I don't know who approved this. Uh, I, I'm going to need you to start filling out a leave request before any future trips <laughs> to make sure they don't uh, coincide with football or basketball. Well, you know, it's a good thing that I, that I am on vacation. I will say I did watch the game. I'm a couple of margaritas into my vacation, so it may make for a more entertaining show. Uh, for those of you, if the audio sounds a little bit different than what um, you normally hear if you're listening to this on the audio only, we are on a Zoom video call, uh, and we will post this up on our uh, YouTube channel as well, so you can check that out too. I've got a bunch of people running around behind me. I've got elevators going up and down. i got screaming kids. I'm in the lobby of the hotel here uh, in Orlando, so just make do. We're all going to get through this. and you We're can all going to get through it together. That's right. So... Uh, yeah, so I, I flew out this morning, Tyler, left at 9 a.m., had to catch my connection, got on a flight, watched the first half of the game uh, on the plane, and uh, I, I, it had me very excited, right? We're going into Auburn, Auburn's top 10 team, which who knows, preseason polls this year I think are totally meaningless, right? Uh, because we don't know what to expect, and I made the prediction that we would win the game. You I did, you were all in. I was all in, and it started playing out like I initially thought it would. I thought Josh Ali would do some good things, and Terry Wilson would throw some short passes. Ali would have to do some yards after the catch, and we're going to be money. We're taking it home, taking it to the bank, man. And uh, things just didn't happen <laughs> after that initial start. I don't know. It was a, a exciting game in the beginning, but as it kept going, just got more and more frustrating overall yep. that's how I feel right now I'm very frustrated yeah it was man you, you talk about coming out uh just a hot start I mean Cavassier smoke rips off a, a 35 yard touchdown and you're like okay we're we're rolling man we're up mm -hmm. seven nothing we're yep. we're controlling line of scrimmage like you said with Terry's completing some passes to Ali to get the mm -hmm. chains moving and I'm like all right we're 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 gonna do this game gonna, on baby game on yeah, at, at that point, I was all in that we, we, we were going to win the game. Mm -hmm. And it just quickly – well, you know, I won't say quickly, but gradually went downhill <laughs> from, from there. It, it was a slow burn. It was a slow burn. And, you know, you, you wondered what the game atmosphere was going to be like. You see shots of the stadium. It's like, what, 25% full or something like that. So, home field advantage doesn't mean jack for these games. And it's not going to mean anything – basically the whole football season. It just happens to be that's where you get to practice sometimes. That's the only home field advantage you have is maybe you get a couple extra days than the other team. Otherwise, the crowd's not going to help you. I don't know. I, I need to see uh, the the count from the turnstiles because it looked like there was much more than 20% in that stadium. It looked pretty full to me. I, I, well, I, maybe, those, maybe those people are big bone, Tyler. Maybe uh, they show up bigger on the TV. The camera adds five pounds. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. That could be – a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I need to see a head count. Yeah, so so anyway, we we, we have Auburn come down and score, and that two-point conversion was just so 
I don't want to say it was so you, Kentucky football because I feel like we moved past that, right, within the stoop. But it I feel was. Like we moved past it. But you can't tell me right now that when you saw that play, you didn't think, my goodness, it's going to screw us over in the end, that stupid two-point conversion. And totally caught us sleeping, man. Sleep at, asleep at the wheel. Totally. I, I will be honest. Even though the game was 8-7 at that point, I thought the game was over. I was like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Didn't you think of, we moved past that by now? No, I don't. I don't know that I ever will get past. Anytime the other team makes a big play in football, I just assume we're not going to recover from it. Even though we have multiple times in the Stoops era, that just things like this happen, and I, I, I lose hope, I lose confidence, and I mean that was a huge play. I mean, you, you go for just to that one point makes a huge difference because then you're, you're thinking, okay. They're just up one, but if they score again, we're down eight. That means we've got to get a two-point conversion. So it just changes your whole mindset for the rest of the game because you're just waiting for that next score and what's going to mm-hmm. have to happen afterwards. But, yeah, the, the, even the announcers like, I can't believe this play actually worked. Jordan Rogers was like, we ran this in practice all the time, but it never worked in the game. Like, oh, great, yeah, but never, never worked in the game, but it works against Kentucky. That's, that's right. That's the practice Kentucky. squad was ready for it, but UK's first team, no, not so much. And the special teams, I thought, hurt us a lot, especially the first half. I mean, you know, the tackling was poor. And I I saw on Twitter some people were saying, you know, well, Kentucky's just rusty. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Auburn's been off as long as we have. Why aren't they rusty? You know what I mean? I don't buy that for two seconds. They're rusty. Well, the other team seems to be tackling really, really well right now. Why? How come they didn't collect rust? Yeah, Auburn wasn't fumbling the ball and throwing interceptions. They had no turnovers today. We had, what, three, four? Tyler, I, to my knowledge, we lost in three or in two areas today. We lost in turnovers and points. I think everything else we were leading on. I'm not kidding. Like total yards, passing yards, everything. And that's not how you win games. Just because you accumulate the most points or the most yards doesn't mean you win the game. And those three turnovers absolutely killed us. They were all critical. They they were all huge turnovers you know you you can sometimes live with the turnover but all of those were just at critical points of the game that were that were devastating um uh, of course oh go ahead i was gonna say what about the end of the first half i i gotta go that's that's what i was gonna talk about first half what walk me through that because you got to watch it live i had to catch up on it like five minutes later what was it like to watch it live, dude i i don't know if there has ever been a call go against Kentucky football that was worse than the call that the officials said that Rodriguez did not get into the end zone. Every replay showed not only was the ball across the goal line, but his whole body was across the goal line. I don't know what the rest were seeing. I, you know, I can get it, you know, in the heat of the moment, you know, these plays happen so quickly you know, to, to not call it a touchdown initially. But when it goes to a review, I mean, they had to be seeing the same thing that I was seeing. I don't know how you call that not a touch – anything but a touchdown. It, it, it was just ridiculous. I can't think of a play that hurt – the only other one that comes to mind is the play at Florida in, like, 2014 when the, when the play <laughs> clock expired and they got to run a play after the clock to, to beat us in overtime. Other than that – I think this was the worst call I've ever seen in a Kentucky football game. Wow. That, that's saying a lot. 
That is saying, because because on the next play, there's a couple, There's a lot of questions I have about this last play. But to, to break it down, on the next play, Terry Wilson throws the interception into the end zone, and the guy runs it back 100 yards. Yeah, we well, there was, think, well, there was actually – they, they tried a quarterback sneak on the next play, if you remember. T- Terry tried yes. to run a quarterback sneak. He got, he got stuffed. So, that's probably when Eddie Grant is thinking, okay, let's – maybe we'll trick him up. Running in didn't work. We tried it twice. But we have heard all summer about the big blue wall, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's all, how great – this is the best offensive line in the history of the school – maybe the best offensive line in the conference or the country. If you're on the one yard, you've got to just, you've got to just try to pound it in four straight times. If Auburn stops you four times from the one yard line, then kudos to you, but you got to make them do it. You, you don't even attempt to throw the ball from the one with the offensive line that we have. I think that was the frustrating part. And we already proved that we could get into the end zone once on that. <laughs> we already exactly. went in once. Why couldn't we go twice? Exactly. Maybe run that play again. That one seemed to work really, really well. You know what I mean? Uh, it just floored me. I, Eddie Grant, I swear, just when I think I'm starting to love the guy, he goes and pulls one of these and does not totally redeem himself. <laughs> it kills me, man. I mean, I, I kind of liked his game plan in the first half, getting Terry comfortable, using the offensive line. Um, you know, the running game seemed to be going well. And it's just you pull one of those out. And Terry needs to know better, too, right? He's experienced. You can't <laughs> – you just can't do that. You can't make that throw. If you're unsure at that point in the game, you just got to throw it out of the end zone or something. Yep, that's But exactly from what I understand, right. he thought that he had him open. So, maybe there was some trickery in the coverage that he didn't see pre-snap. That's the only thing I could think because from what I understand, he said he thought he had him there. So, that may be the case. But, but still, just pound it in, man. Best offensive line we've ever had. And we already scored once. Yep. Just score again. I'd run the same play. If you got why I would argue why even run Terry Wilson for a quarterback sneak. We just proved Chris Rodriguez could bust through that line. Why don't you just give it to him again? Yeah. He already he, did. He already he did earned, it once. He earned it. He earned the opportunity to get it again. He should have. Yeah. Could, couldn't agree more. But what uh, one of the most bizarre series of events there. I mean, you get the the no call, the no touchdown call. Then you get the inter- 100-yard interception return for a touchdown. Then they come back and you get a targeting penalty on Auburn that wipes away the touchdown. So you go from – it should have been 14-7 Kentucky going into the half. 14-8. 14-8, yeah. We should have been <laughs> up 14-8. Instead, it looks like it's about to be 15-7 – and then that gets wiped out, and then we go into the half 8-7. So, just a – I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a series of events like that in a football game. Just a crazy way to end the half. And I, I don't think we ever recovered from, from that series right there. Because we, we came out, start the second half, we had a couple three and outs, just did not look good. And who knows? if, if I mean, we end up losing by 16, so it's hard to say that one touchdown would have – won the game for us, but you have to wonder, had we got the touchdown there, would things have turned out differently? Because we also got the opening kickoff in the second half. Exactly. So you're going in there with some swag. You know, you're up 14-8 to eight at Auburn, a top-10 team, and you get this, the second-half kickoff, you're, your confidence is riding high, man. You're ready to roll, and you've got them back on their heels. You know, instead, Auburn's sitting there like, man, 
whew, we're lucky. Well, let's take this luck and make something of it. And it's totally deflating. I mean, as a fan, when you watch it, it's like somebody punches you in the gut. So you can't tell me that the players don't feel something. Now, will they ever admit it? No, they'll probably say, you know, stuff happens, we'll get over, it's nobody's fault. They're going to say that. But I can tell you just if you're a human being breathing air, you can't watch that and not cringe. Whether you're a player, a coach, a fan, or anybody, it is going to deflate you mentally. And those first two series in the second half were pitiful, absolutely pitiful. It, it just wasn't good. The only real positive play that I saw in the second half was Max Duffy's 75-yard punt. Right. Now, that was good. That was good. That got me excited. But the rest of the second half, you can keep it. We never recovered. Yeah, I, I believe that was the, the third longest punt in the history of UK football. I believe I saw that uh, somewhere on Twitter today. So it has to be true. And that uh, punt went out of bounds. It would have kept rolling. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it went out of bounds or it would have kept bouncing down. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, do, doing that from the back of the end zone, too, with, with all that pressure, that was, that was a heck of a punt. And we, we were still in the game. We still had a chance at that point. Uh, we do come down. We score, we score a touchdown, Akeem Hayes, uh, to cut it to a two-point game. We're right at the end of the third quarter at that point. Mm-hmm. We go for the two-point conversion. Terry Wilson inexplicably decides to throw the ball away on a two-point conversion. He didn't throw the ball away on the interception at the end of the second quarter. On the two-point conversion, decides he's going to throw it out the back of the end zone. I don't think I've ever seen anybody throw the ball away on a two-point conversion attempt. You you have to think that's just him not having played in a long time. He he just seemed to make some big mistakes, big mental mistakes today, and that was maybe one of the biggest ones. Well, you can say that he's had a break. The other thing is he's been playing this game for a while now. Right, this isn't a freshman or or a sophomore quarterback. This is his last year. You know, he's sometimes experience has got to come into play. Yeah, you don't expect you that know, from a senior. No, so I mean, I know again the rusty term. Nobody else is rusty on the other team, but we sure <laughs> got a lot of rust on our team. Um, I just even if you haven't played in a while, just he's played in a lot of different atmospheres. He's had a lot of big games. It was just really disappointing. It was. I thought he played kind of like he was in a fog sometimes, like it just mentally was not on the same wavelength with her. I don't know. That's just me when I was watching it. But – and then the errors, the fumble, I mean – Yep, the fumble was <sighs> – that that sealed the game right there when he fumbled it. Um, yeah, I, I agree. He, he never really looked in sync with, with his receivers. Uh, I don't know if that's the receiver's fault, if they weren't running good routes, if they weren't getting open – you know, it looked like he was holding the ball too long on several occasions. And, again, I don't know whose fault that is, but for for whatever reason, they were not in sync with our, – our quarterback and our receivers could not get on the same page other than, you know, the, those little short screen passes where the receivers had to try to make something happen. Didn't really connect on many long balls today, so that was disappointing. Yeah, you wonder if that's going to be a continuing theme or if those short, like, bubble screen passes and things – because some of those, we're lucky the guys caught them and didn't get absolutely nailed. I mean, they were catching the ball, and there was somebody right there in their face getting ready to blast them. So you, you wonder if that's a sign of things to come or if that is just a game plan for Terry Wilson's first game back. You know, yeah, we got to have not. some deep balls. 
I saw enough screen passes during the Joker era to do me for a lifetime. If if we're bringing back the screen <laughs> and the bubble passes for nine more games, I just I, I can't watch that. Let's let's yeah. hope that is just easing him back into it. Now you know Tim Couch threw an awful lot of bubble screen passes, and he was um, a great quarterback, Tyler. Yeah, a lot of yards after the catch on those teams. <laughs> True, that's that's fair. Fair. But they had, they also, I think, probably had more talent at, at quarterback and receiver than we're dealing with now. So you've really got to have some some speedsters to get those yards after the catch. And then when you're playing a top ten team like Auburn, you know, playing in the SEC, it's hard because the, their defensive speed is almost on par with your offensive speed. So you've got to be very, very good to make those kind of plays against top ten teams in the SEC. And five of our top, five of our ten games this year are against the top twenty five. So, I mean, we've got our work cut out for us, and I don't know that our guys, at least from what I saw today, have the speed or agility to get past some of these defenses that we're going to face later in the year. I don't know. It's it's a wait-and-see thing. It was just one week. This is everybody's first week. Preseason top 25 doesn't mean anything to me. It just sucks. The only thing I know is this game sucks. I hope next week is better. But then you watch the team that we're playing next week, and now I start to get concerned again. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, Tyler? I mean, it makes uh, me a little nervous. Yeah, the what what appeared to be a schedule where we had maybe four or five games where, that you look at and say, okay, I think we'll win that game. I'm now looking at maybe one or two games that I feel confident about after today. Next week we've got Ole Miss. We uh, will have our first home game against the Rebels, 4 o'clock next Saturday. The Rebels put up 35 points against the Gators today. Very competitive game, back and forth for, for quite a while. So we now know they can put up points against one of the best defenses in the SEC. The week after that, did you see what happened at LSU today, Brandon? Unbelievable. Where did that come from? Mississippi State, who we play in week three, goes in and shocks LSU 44-34. And did you see the stat line from their quarterback? I saw the stat line after the first three quarters and my jaw dropped. Let, let, me, let me pull it up here because I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, K.J. Castillo, who I've never heard of in my life. Yep. Uh, you know, I guess that, that's, you know, old man Castillo's boy. Old man Castillo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 36 for 60, 60 passing attempts for 623 yards and five touchdowns against LSU. So that's what we've got coming in the next two weeks. And that schedule just got a lot more difficult after seeing what we did today and what our next two opponents did today. Oh, geez. I see that. That's a killer. I mean, it's a killer. Again, these are defenses that you don't think of as soft. You know, this isn't like the Vandy defense. This is, you know, Florida and LSU, right? Our next two opponents are putting up points left and right. Yep. That's frightening. So, yeah. So, so do, let me ask you this. Does this change your outlook for the season? You know, because we went game by game a few weeks ago, made our predictions. You said seven and three was your prediction. Are, are you sticking with seven and three, or where, where are you at now? Can I adjust after week two? <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I, I want to just see if this is a fluke. We talked about this on our last show about the Cleveland Browns winning a game 
you know, you were excited that the Cleveland Browns won a game. Yes. And my question was, is this a fluke? Is it the start of a win streak? It's just hard to tell if it's a one-off situation. Right. And I don't know. I I really don't know. Terry Wilson's got to get his head right. I mean, I'm not saying that he did anything or, or wasn't trying or anything like that. There was just something missing today. It did not feel right. It didn't look right. And um, I don't know what the reasoning is for it. But like you said, they kind of just looked out of sync. And I don't know what to make of that because they didn't look out of sync last year. They, I mean, it looked like a unit that was going to go out and pound your teeth in. We're going to come in with the best offensive line you're going to play all year. We're going to run it every play. We're not even changing it up. We're just – this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it better than you do. And we're going to win the game. And I did not have that feeling at all today. Yeah, there was definitely a bit of an identity crisis today. I, I don't really know what exactly our game plan was. I mean, all offseason I thought this was going to be a run-heavy team. But Terry Wilson threw 37 passes today. That was a career high. We're not going to win many games with Terry Wilson throwing 37 passes. That's Maybe not... we need to do like Mississippi State and throw 67 passes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I, Maybe I, that's the secret. I, I, I want to say no, Scott. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. think seeing 30 more passes on top of what Terry did today is going to be beneficial for, for us at all. Just, and that, that's just me. And that, and that makes me nervous with, with Coach Leach at Mississippi State for years to come because that's the way he plays. He's going to throw it just like we did last year. You know we're going to run it. Coach Leach says, you know what? I may throw it 70 times. What's the record? 71. Let's go 72 this time. He's going to put up yards. And it really puts your team back on your heels when you know that you can't just score 21 points and win this game. you got to score a minimum 35 or you're going to lose. That's yep. a lot of pressure just going into the games. And now we got to face that every year. Now I'm getting depressed. I probably should have had another margarita before we started the show. I only did two. It was a tough day. You know, but I will say – it was great to have SEC football back on the television today. I watched football pretty much all day today. It was great. Uh, even with the loss, you know, just, just the excitement that I had going into the game. You know, I, I had my bourbon. I, I went uh, – I got some Krispy Kreme uh, football oh. donuts before the game. <laughs> Laces <But> I, out. <laughs> Laces out. Sorry. Ace Ventura reference. Very, yeah, very nice. Uh, but, yeah, so it, it was great to have football back. I, I think this oh, – overall, there were some good signs. We saw some good running from Cavassier Smoke. Um, Terry didn't look terrible. He, he was fine with the – you know, just take out those two or three bonehead plays that he made. Um, which, yeah, oh, yeah, if, if he hadn't thrown those interceptions, he would have played great. But uh, I, think, I think those are correctable mistakes. You know, I, I think those are things that you can work out um, in, in, in the next couple of weeks in practice. So uh, I'm still, op- still optimistic. Let me ask this. Can Terry Wilson just play fine and us win more than five games? We're I, playing I, a brutal I, schedule. This, this isn't, we don't have like Appalachian State or some, you know, two scrub teams that we can throw in. I think he's got to be better than five. So even though those mistakes are correctable, I think he's got to take it up another level. Otherwise, our schedule's just not there for him to have fine games. All right. We don't. I mean, we've got young, fast receivers, but we don't have name brand receivers. Let's let's. I mean, 
Just we don't have anybody like the Williams kid for Auburn today. <laughs> can grab exactly. anything. Exactly. So it's going to be up to him to raise everybody else's level of play. And I think if if he just plays fine like he did, you know, two years ago when he had, um, you know, Lynn Bowden there and some other players. Benny. Yeah, Benny. He could get by with that. But I don't think he can do that anymore. Benny Snell's not coming through that door. Lynn <laughs> Bowden's not coming through that door. All right, Terry Rick. Wilson's. That's right. Terry Wilson's got to come through that door. I mean, his offensive line. He's got the best offensive line. There's no reason that he can't just unload this year. He's got a huge line to do whatever he wants with. Yeah, he he yeah. had plenty of time to make throws. So so like I said, I don't know if it was him. I don't know if it was receivers just not getting open. But I I, I agree. He's he's definitely got to play better than he did today. No doubt. Yeah. So I don't know. Well. I don't know. I'm just depressed. I'm deflated, Tyler. Well, I mean, let, is that... go let, ahead. Let me, let me give you some, some more deflating news uh, oh, from today, if that Jeez, wasn't enough. Uh, the Herald-Leader came out with an article uh, just shortly after the game ended uh, that, I, that I wanted to pull up here. Uh, the headline is, Slap in the Face, UK Football Season Opener Brings Out Droves of Students for Parties. And as I'm scrolling through the article, there are multiple photos posted. Uh, it looks like they just went up and down Waller Avenue near campus and took pictures of all these house parties with college students outside. Uh, no mask in any of the pictures. Uh, and, and they interviewed some people who live close by saying, just, you know, it's just disappointing. You know, uh, you obviously, as a parent of kids in Fayette County Schools, you know, see things like this and we've seen that schools probably aren't going to open anytime soon because of the number of cases on UK's campus. So I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts when you see a bunch of college kids in Fayette County having these big house parties, watch parties for the football games, not social distancing, not wearing masks? What, what is your initial reaction to that? Okay. So I haven't seen this article. I've been gone all day, man. So you're telling me that college kids are getting together, drinking and having parties and watching football. Next thing you're going to tell me the sky is blue. <laughs> you know, that's what college kids do. So I don't no, have, a, no. no, no surprise. I mean, I would have thought that was happening anyway. I, if somebody's surprised, then I, they can't be that naive in my opinion. Yeah. Is it that's that's going to happen. Is it disappointing? No, because now I'm starting to think, well, if all the students get it at the same time, they'll get herd immunity and I can get my kids back in school. <laughs> if all these young 20-some-year-olds that are healthy and not, none, none of this, these cases at UK, none of them went to the hospital. So if that's the case, let them, I mean, I'm not saying I hope they all get sick, but my, my other, side, other side of me says, you know what? If they want to do it, they're going to do it anyway. I can tell you that right now. You can put restrictions on it. They'll figure out a way. They're 20 some year old guys and girls, alcohol, sports. This isn't a, a private school where we separate everybody. It's not, it'll never work. It's not, it's not going to happen. So the other side of me thinks, well, herd immunity with students, get it all over with. Let's get this thing rolling and we'll have, uh, you know, elementary school started back by December if this is the case. You know, one part of you says, well, maybe you should or, just or, or, or maybe 2023 uh, because, you know, we're going to have just so many continuous cases that schools never reopen. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead and do it now. Get it all over with. 
Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you in that this this is what I expected to happen today. Like, I mean, it's the first football game of the season. I mean, do we need campus. an article about this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, clear, clearly they do. I mean, it's it's on their top stories section of of their app for the Herald Leader. So clearly, well, I can't oh, wait to download their next headline. <laughs> clearly, a lot of people are clicking on it. Their next one's going to be college students don't always show up for class. Oh. <laughs> Mind blown! I get, didn't get see that coming. Get yeah. out of town. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what people do. Yeah, yeah you know, some people will say, you know, well, maybe they should just shut down in-person class, you know, so those COVID numbers don't go towards shutting schools down in Fayette County, right? It gets counted towards the count. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, it does not bother me. Maybe it should, but college kids are college kids. I was a 20-some-year-old college student at UK at one time, and I did dumb stuff all the time. So I'm not going to sit there and get on my high horse and on my ivory tower <laughs> and say, you kids, you shouldn't be up to, you know, get off my lawn kind of things. Now, I just, I, that's just me. Everybody else can do it. You can report them. You can do whatever you want. I know there's the hotline you can call for people having backyard barbecues and you can light that thing up. But I, I'm not going to do it personally. I just, that's what we're going to deal with. And I'm, I'll just move on with my life. So in, in my opinion, that's not as deflating. It's just, Okay, I, 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 I thought that might disappoint you. I, I know you, you've made, you know, several rants on, on our show about getting kids back in school. So I, I thought you Tyler, might be point is this looks like it's going to uh, make the chances of school coming back even less likely. Yeah, I just want people to live their normal lives. And if that's what college students want to do, go for it. Okay. That's probably bad to say. I'm not encouraging bad behavior. I'm just telling you what I think. That's what this show is. Just it is it is yeah um yeah it, it's 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 an interesting perspective and I, I know uk has done a lot to try to stem stuff like this um they have you know offered consequences from everything from a warning to uh you know kicking kids out of school for for some of these events depending on how many times they've been caught um but it's it's going to happen. There there is no consequence that you can put into effect that's going to stop house parties during football games from happening on UK's campus. Okay. Now instead, everybody just may go inside the house instead of being outside where people where the Herald leaders taking pictures of them and that's right on their top. Now they're going to they're just going to be even more in a confined space inside the house now. So good job, Herald leader. Now, when you go to the house parties, you're going to see all everybody's sliding glass doors in their apartment and their house covered with blankets, you know, because you're too cheap to buy curtains. So you would just tack up four corners of a blanket, like a yeah, blackout. Maybe, maybe some towels, too, yeah, if you didn't have some any towels. extra blankets. So, you know, that's what's going to end up happening. It, and there's just no, there's nothing you can do about that. You can tell the kids to go home, but does that help? No. They're still going to do it. And trust me, even if that changed and the numbers went down, I have no doubt. And I, I won't. Gosh, I shouldn't say this, but I will. Um, you, I have no you doubt. You can edit it out later. No, I'm just going to say, with my experience with the Fayette County School Board, uh, something tells me if the numbers went down in one area, they would move the goalposts to another area like they've already done. So it doesn't matter. They're going to do what they want to do. And uh, surveys be damned, numbers be damned, hospitalizations be damned. doesn't matter. They're going to do what right. they want to do. 
Still waiting. And I won't make that announcement. You're running for the school board. Thought about it again today, Tyler. So tempting. I'm not kidding. You think I'm joking? I have, I have talked about this several times uh, with my wife. Well, if, if you, I, I, I will vote for you. you. You have one vote, at least. Be careful. You don't want to be associated with me, Tyler. That could be dangerous. <laughs> That's true. I have to send my kids to private school if you run. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Uh, but, yeah, I'm okay with that. I, long story short on the article, I'm okay with it. Um, life goes on. I can't wait till life goes on and, and gets more normal like that. Right. When, it, when it's okay. When it's not a news story that college students are having house parties. Gosh. You know what? We need to start a satire for the website and do a WLE or LEX or what is it? The Herald? Yeah. The Herald's the Herald. latest uh, headlines and make it obvious things or something. Let's work <laughs> on that. <laughs> we could totally. Yeah, um, absolutely. Switching gears a little bit, I, I know you and I talked a little bit before the show that we, we felt like we needed to, to mention this as, as we didn't talk about it on the last show, and that is everything that's gone on in the city of Louisville with the, the, the announcement of uh, the Breonna Taylor shooting. Uh, one of the officers... Well, uh, before you start, we should say we didn't mention it because we'd already recorded the show. Right, Yes. So, so this, these events happened after the last episode. Exactly. Yeah. So, so one officer charged with wanton endangerment, no charges against the other two protests have been happening in the city of Louisville every night since then. Um, w without getting into too much detail in the case, just o overall thoughts on, on what you've seen with that. Um, here, here's the thing. All right. And it's never good when you start a story with here's the thing. Uh, but you know, if you were, let's say you were ignorant of the case and really had not been following it because I mean, the world's been crazy this year, right? There's been 50 different stories and I feel like 50 different things that have been protested. Okay. So I think some stuff's get lost and I think it would be foolish to think that everybody's up on every detail of what's going on here. But if you watched the Daniel Cameron, uh, the attorney general, Daniel Cameron's news conference, the way that he talked about the grand jury, uh, you know, putting those charges and walking through the story of what happened and you didn't know anything else, you would think, okay, I get it. But then there's this whole other side where we don't have all the information. And I think that's what people are protesting. I could be wrong. Now, if I told you I knew every detail about this case, I'd be lying. Okay, my, my, I'm a part-time teacher now, three or four hours a day. <laughs> I'm trying to entertain my kids. I barely have enough time to breathe. Now we do have time to record this podcast. We did, but we, we, we are late at night. Kid, my kids are already in bed. Your, your kids still running around. And it's, yeah, they are. They're still, they're upstairs in the room <laughs> right now, but you know, it's just, it's hard to know every detail about everything that people think you're supposed to know. And there's probably more facts out there. People are saying that some of the things that were in the news conference were incorrect. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a he said, she said situation. And I'm not a legal, I'm not an attorney. I'm not an epidemiologist with COVID. I didn't know I'd have to have a law degree, a medical degree, just to survive in the social media world we live in now. I mean, it's like everybody's an expert. You know, all I can do is give my opinion. You know, I give my opinion on something, but I'm not going to say it's an absolute truth. It's just my opinion. And it's just hard to know in these he said, she said cases what to believe. 
because if you're looking at the world through one view, you probably view that news conference as, oh, okay, let's move on. But if you're looking at it through another view, you're going to say that's not right and there needs to be more brought to light. What I think would help with all of this is if we just had all the information. And that's, that's exactly, I, I think it's going to have to happen at this point. Um, with, with the amount of media coverage this has received, with all the protests happening all across the, all across the country after the, after the Attorney General's announcement, I, I think eventually they're going to have no choice but to release all the information. Everything that the grand jury saw, I think, is going to have to be released. Um, that night, um, I don't know if you saw on CNN, the defense attorney for Brianna's boyfriend, Steve Romines, who... Yeah, I didn't uh, see it, but I heard a little bit about it. Basically said, you know, he said, I've seen the information that the grand jury has seen. And he said, I can tell you that Cameron was lying in his interview. Oh, wow. He said, Cameron is lying. He said, and when that information is released, everybody will see that he is lying. Now, take that for what's, you know, take that for what's worth. That's, that's one man saying that. Um, but it will be very interesting to see if, if that does come out, if it does contradict what the attorney general said. And then, oh boy, what's, what, uh, what happens then, if, if that's the case, if we find out he was giving false information in that press conference. So I think there's still a whole lot more to come with this. Don't think we're anywhere near close to hearing the end of this story. And I, I, I think they're just going to have to release this and, and get it out to people. You think that's going to happen anytime soon? Probably not, but I, I think eventually, I think it's – I mean, I, I mean, aren't there, aren't there laws that at some point, like just well, well, there's also an FBI investigation going on. Yeah, and that may delay things. I, I'm not sure, but the other half of that is Steve Romines has has got to say that as well. He's defense attorney, so I mean, everybody's got a stake in this. Everybody's got a stake. So that's why I'm saying you you don't know. I'm sure Steve's a good defense. From what I know, good defense attorney. He seems to be but, a heck of a, yeah. He seems very good. But at the same time, you know, is he saying that he's lying or, or that he withheld information? You know, those can be two different. It depends on how you're spinning it. Right. All, this, all this verbiage we're using means something. So it's, it's just tough to know. And I'm not going to sit here and say one thing happened or one thing didn't or one person was justified or they weren't justified. I don't know what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really don't. It's so confusing. And that's just me personally. I'm telling you straight up. I, I don't know what to believe. Yeah, it, it, it's it's hard, and I I think that the, you and I are kind of in the minority that we don't have a strong opinion because you you have to have a strong opinion about everything these days, whether you know the facts or not. You you have to be a hundred percent. This is right. This is wrong. What what is wrong with saying? I'm not sure. I need to hear more. I need more facts. You know, I I think you know so many people are quick to rush to judgment on these things without knowing all the facts and you know, maybe we sometimes need to take a step back and wait. Well, we've seen, we've seen at least in one or two instances in the last few years where there have been, I'm not going to go into specifics on anything, but there have been protests of different things 
again, not going through details, where, you know, there's a huge uproar and things happen. And then as the details come out months later, you find out, well, wait a minute. <laughs> now we have all the facts and, you know, maybe that wasn't justified to go right in the street for something. Just, I know it's hard to wait. We are not a patient society. <laughs> we are not. But do you Definitely. want the quick answer or do you want the correct answer? And we just got to, it's really, really difficult to wait. Trust me, I got two kids up in a hotel room right now <laughs> that are wondering why I haven't brought them Doritos or Gatorade or whatever, Sour Patch Kids. You know, they're not patient. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're probably going to get back to them pretty soon, I would imagine. They're, they're not going to let you stay out there in the lobby much longer. That's fine. So this is great. This is actually the first time today I haven't had somebody yelling at me for like 10 minutes straight. So I may, we could record three or four episodes down here tonight. If you want to, I'll let my wife work with them. So. Sure. She would love that. I can't wait till she listens to this episode now. Yeah. We can just do a, a daily podcast while you're there. You can do, we can just do this every day if you want. I mean, no, we've got, we got a busy day. We're doing uh sea world. We're doing Legoland this week. We're doing the Kennedy Space Center and some other things. So we, we got a lot on our plate. These kids are, are going to have a good time. So. That sounds awesome. I'm very yeah. jealous. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, anything else on tab time? Did we miss anything else? Man, I, I think, you know, the, with, with the game being today, we, we finally got to talk about an actual game for the first time in six months. So I, I, yeah. I'm glad we could just talk about that. Yeah, and I would say to our listeners, too, if you follow us on Facebook or if you listen to the podcast or watch us on YouTube, um, drop us a question. If you want us to talk about any particular topics with sports, you know, if you want us to dive deeper into any particular area, let us know. You know, we'll try to dig up some answers for you and discuss some topics and, you know, discuss whatever you want. We're, we're open for debate here. You know, we want to hear all sides of the Kentucky fan experience. We're the voice, one of the voices for the average fan uh, in Kentucky, and we want to make sure that we're hearing from normal, just everyday fans. If you hate this team and you never want to watch another game, let us know. If you're ready to fire Coach Grant, just message us. We don't care. Yeah, we're ready not going to yell Bo at you. Allen in at quarterback. Yep. <laughs> exactly. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, just just let us know. Voice your opinion. It's not going to be wrong, but we'll discuss it. You know, that's what, that's what we plan on doing for the football season. That's what we plan on doing for basketball, assuming that's going to go forward. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. And, um, you know, I think this was a little bit shorter of an episode than normal, Tyler. But uh, it doesn't have all the glitz, glitz and the glamour, but we're still, we still did it. I showed up on vacation. I came downstairs to my lobby late at night to come down and record this because we care. Kudos, we care. kudos to you, sir making that big sacrifice of getting away from the screaming kids for, for a little while. No, These are the things I, I do tough. for you, Tyler, and for the fans of the show. Absolutely. So <laughs> we, we will be back next week to provide post-game coverage of the UK Ole Miss game. Predict, sh should we make our predictions for that one? Gosh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have to. We have to. Now I'm nervous, Tyler. I, I'm starting to sweat it out a little. I feel like if I say that we're going to lose, then I've given up hope on the season, and I'm not going to do that based on one game. So I'm going to say that we win it on a two-point conversion. No, I, I'm going to say that we're going to win it. Uh, we're going to win. I'm going to say they don't put up as many points as they did in, against Florida. They Maybe we get some turnovers. We didn't force any turnovers today. We're due for one. We took stats class, Tyler, taking stats class. We, we've been in stats classes. We're due. 
it's time. We're going to get some turnovers. We're going to win the game. I say cats by three. <laughs> if, if, three. if we're just beating Ole Miss by three, well, whew. Uh, hey, look, look, they gave Florida a heck of a game today. They, they gave did. a heck of a game today. So this is not going to be – we're not playing Vandy here. Um, it, it is at home, so you hope we get some sort of advantage from that, from being in ever how many people show up for the game. That, that'll be interesting in itself to see what the crowd looks like. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think Ole Miss, everybody comes out strong usually week one and plays a little bit better than what they really are. I think Ole Miss just played a little out of their minds today. I don't think they're that good. I think we win, I'm going to say – I'm going to say 30 to 17. Oh, jeez. Holding them to 17. Florida couldn't even hold them to – you know, they, they, they doubled up on that. Against they did. They, they had 35 against Florida today. Yeah. That's going to be tough. But I, but, I, I think it was a fluke. At least I hope so. If it wasn't, then we're in trouble. Yeah, I'm kind of it riding the to, fence It has on to this. be a fluke. It it's got to be a fluke. It's got to be. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. And we'll have the post game. Um, you know, we'll try to record this again and have it up on Sunday. I'm going to try to have this out on Sunday. And then you're writing uh, an article to wrap up the game as well. Yes, that'll be on our website, LexBuds.com. Yep. So make we sure really you appreciate y'all visiting. And uh, a big shout out to our uh, folks in Pakistan that are either listening or visiting the website. We appreciate you. We They're know still you coming. Pakistan yeah. people are still checking it out. Awesome. <laughs> it's crazy. But we really appreciate it. Um, as always, go to the iTunes store, the uh, Google store, whatever other store you can go to to get podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Even if you don't listen to the whole thing, even if you think we're total boobers and we don't know what we're doing, leave us a five-star review. It'll help us out. And visit our website, lexbuds.com. Uh, we are going to have this video up as well on there. And Tyler will have his uh, wrap-up article on the game as if you weren't depressed enough, but I'm sure it'll be entertaining, Tyler. Yes. Just like and, your football preview. <laughs> it, it will be slightly ridiculous. And I, I did want to add one more thing. Yes. I, I, I debated whether I should mention this or not, but I oh, am going geez. to go ahead and take full credit uh, or full blame, I guess I should say, for today's loss uh, is I bet the Cats uh, to cover. I, I, I took the Cats with the seven and a half points. I shouldn't have done it. We, we've I, I'm now two for ten on my college football bets. Two twenty percent, twenty percent. So I, I it was completely my fault. I will not bet on any more UK games the rest of the season. We're done. I, I'll take the, I'll take the blame for this one, BBN. Yeah, don't blame it on the rain, like Millie Vanilli said. Blame <laughs> it on Tyler. Blame exactly. it on Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> crazy man. I can't believe that. Well, this has been a fun show, man. Um, you know, doing a show remotely from a different state, very interesting situation, but through the magic of technology, we were able to do it. Um, thanks again, everybody for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Stay, Stay classy. Class. Can tell you. <laughs> hey, that was close. I think we almost had that stink synced up. <laughs> thanks guys. We appreciate it. See you next time. See ya.